No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast using adult language. Consider yourself warned. Welcome to the No Guts of Galaxy MechWare podcast number 15. My name is Phil and I'll be your host tonight. It is February 15th, 2012. And again, I've got a large crew here tonight and a special guest. Darren, you want to kick off shout outs tonight? Yep, this is Darren, aka Bombadil. I'd like to give a shout out to my family and then also um, a shout out to, in general, uh, Battletech and Mech Warrior fans everywhere. It's uh, definitely a good year to be a fan. Oh, yes. All right, Brandon, who do you got tonight? Uh, tonight, I want to give my shout out to all the devs working on MechWarrior projects because 2012 seems to be coming and being the year of the Battle Mech. Do it. And I agree. All right, Greg, who do you have tonight? I want to give a shout out to my uh, CSM election campaign and Eve. Like, not cheap, uh, especially. He's done a lot of work translating my posts. And I also want to give a shout out to everyone who has supported my candidacy for CSM. A lot of notable names, too many to list here, but. Uh, the outpouring of support from all corners of EVE has been very uh, very heartwarming, and I appreciate every bit of it. Cool. Did you, Phil, did you just I use... expect you to be uh, voting for me as well. I'm just saying, did, did you just use our, our podcast for your campaign? <laughs> that's, that's pretty ingenious, you know that, right? <laughs> hey, by the, yeah, if anyone is listening here, if you want a Battletech enthusiast on the council, I, I yeah, could uh, I'll be, I'll be restart my account you. and give you a vote. Hell yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, I'm going to give a shout out tonight to 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Tank Battalion, Death Before Dismount, you know who you are brothers out there. Alright, we're going to be moving on to the NGNG News, anything and everything. NGNG. NGNG. Um, I'll start off uh, tonight again, I'm, I think I'm going to do this every week, just kind of uh, give a quick shout out to our international listeners. Um, so this week, our top 10 uh, international listeners come from Germany, Australia, Canada, Belgium, Portugal, Russia, the United Kingdom, Finland, Bulgaria, and Ireland. Good to see you, Ireland. Um, if you don't see your country in there, rally the troops. Uh, the next bit of news, and this is kind of interesting, we can discuss it a little bit here. We are in need of a sexy voice, and I know all of you out there are saying, no shit, y'all sound horrible, but what we need is specifically, um, and this can be anybody, if you, you know, if it's you, if it's a friend, we're looking for a female voice, um, we want somebody to do, record some segments for us, um, for like our intro and so forth, so if you have somebody that has, uh, you know, one of those super sexy female voices that you think might be interested, uh, contact us, Phil, you want to add anything to that? You know, uh, it's it's really cool. We want to just sort of streamline some things, and you know, there's a few things. You know, having some some I don't know, female. Uh, I don't I don't really know to to put. It would just be nice to hear some hot chicks. You know, saying a few things here and there. So, uh, if you if you have them, uh, cool. If your girlfriend is sounds hot, hey, that works too. I mean, you don't have to tell her. So. Uh, you know, yeah, just hit us up. Let us know. So just contact, contact Aaron us. about that. Yeah. Yep. Via the website. Uh, next bit of news is uh, just a quick reminder again that if you have a unit in MWL or upcoming MWO or anything, if you have an old uh, 
Battletech unit that you want to get together again, uh, reserve your spot on the NGNG TS3 server. Um, just hop on. Contact info is on our uh, website, nogutsnogalaxy.net. Completely free, guys. So Completely utilize free. this. I mean, you you got a unit that we've got. Uh, logos for the units we've got little tickers i mean it's really really cool organization you have your own room unit leaders i mean you name it you can do it and what we're we, again we try to we're trying to centralize the community as far as on one ts server and if we max out we'll move on to a second one but uh we haven't had that problem just yet but we're getting bigger and uh phil's man so if you hop onto ts3 just look for sean lang um and that's phil and he'll help you get that set up uh, next bit of news, um, last week we were looking for an intern, uh, we filled that position, so I want to officially welcome Kerr to the NG, NG uh, team, she's actually our first female on the team, so uh, now maybe we'll no, start getting... No, we've already, we, we have Alex, Alex. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're right, second yeah, female. Number two. All right. But anyway, welcome <laughs> to the team, Kerr, um, and now we own you. So the last bit of news will be, oh, just donations. Um, Thank you again for everybody who has donated. We appreciate it, and you're going to start seeing the kickbacks. Um, again, these donations go to you know things like paying for the TS3, our website, uh, giveaways, um, better gear, software, whatever. Um, you know, we'll make the show better. So, uh, if you can give a dollar, ten, hundred, whatever, we appreciate every bit. And thank you again for everybody that's donated. All right, guys, we're going to move on to a special part of the show, and let me tell you. Um, first off, we have William, a.k.a. King Lear. Um, welcome again. Thank you. And uh, you're here to do something that, one, you guys have never done publicly, like in a podcast format. But you guys are about to, you're, you specifically, you're about to reveal some pretty kick-ass stuff that's been worked on in the, the past months. Yes, I am. What has been in the general, uh, you know, since 5.5, you know, we talked about that last week, which we've been enjoying. Uh, I've, I've played um, a lot this past week and past Likewise. two weeks, actually. Um, what are some of the positive things you guys have heard from the community? Uh, likes, maybe some dislikes? I mean, overall, what's the reception of 5.5, Blair? I'd say overall, it's been positive. Um, we've, you know, I feel like um, this first pass on the balance, as far as applying the build rules, has been mostly positive inevitably you're going to have a few people who complain about you know you've you've touched their favorite mech and uh modified it in some way that they don't agree with but uh it was important for me to do this leveling pass and um uh, i don't know what's the best way to say it i i like where we are now and it's given me a good platform to move forward with some other big things that are coming pretty soon so um one of the other things that uh, didn't quite make it that I was wanting to and everything that I was saying leading up to the release intended for it to was the uh, aerospace balance. I mean, I've uh, long recognized that's been out of whack and I was actually working on that last night some more. So that will be coming with 0.56. You can expect all the aerospace to be brought back in line. Something there you go, Phil. A little bit comical uh, when you actually get in there and look at the values we've been working with over the years. Um, it's just one of those things where you inherit something from your predecessors and you, you don't question it necessarily or you try and look at it and it doesn't make any sense so you just walk away from it and do something else so uh, for example things like the shiva is uh, going to lose nine tons of something across the board so about damn time all i know is that flying <laughs> debris has been kicking my ass in his v2ol over the last week and uh 
you know, that probably has to be more a skill than overbalance or balance issues, but uh, it'll be nice to see those get leveled a little, little bit. Oh, he's got dev hacks working for him, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny because, you know, I'll hop in there and I'm like, hey, Debris, what's going on? And he's like, oh, not much. And I see one lone beetle up in there, and I don't even have to ask if it's him. I don't even, I, I, I automatically know every single time I see him, he's just up there trawling away, <laughs> just shooting shit. So, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you personally for, from my experience uh, since the release there, and, and I've talked to you on the side about it, is I love the with the changes that have been done. I love the direction what the team is doing with um, a lot of these changes. And just like you said, there, there's some trash that has been left and you guys are cleaning it up. And I mean, nothing but positives, the max, the rebalancing, um, just, you know, I think it needs to be done. And you guys are doing a, a, just an awesome job, you know, just doing that. So um, here, here. A, applaud you for 5.5. Um, well, so. thank you. Um, you know, there's nothing like airing your dirty laundry a little bit. So it's a little embarrassing to actually have to admit to some of these things, but I'd rather do that, face it, and actually have it right going forward than continue to live in denial. So you know, you we're doing what we need you to do. You have a drinking problem before you can solve that you have a drinking problem <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Where's my beer? Um, so, yeah, you know, is there any? Obviously, you've got the arrow coming up. Um, I know what you're going to reveal today. Uh, one of the mechs is near and dear to my heart, and let's see if the community can decide which one I did. Yes, I did. It's been a long in the works. But um, do you want to go ahead and, and reveal one or both of the mechs at the same time? How, how are you guys going to do this? Uh, I'll go ahead and do one. Um, one I think everyone's been expecting for some time now, and uh, it's definitely be, been out there longstanding in our stated release list is the Ryokin, the Stormcrow. So that one's on its way. Um, we actually have some really, really cool media. Let me uh, punch that up here now. All right, so uh, I'll here do that comes. while I'm talking. And, and just to let you guys know, uh, I mean, with, these last... Phil means by he did it is he did the 3D modeling of this mech. And I have to say, I've seen a lot of his models and this is by far his best work. It's an awesome looking mech. I can't wait to jump in this thing. Yeah, it's, right, it's so been I'll a pleasure working that. with you guys. So, and there's going to be uh, getting the URLs and stuff updated on those websites. So, to give you guys an idea, a, a lot of work goes into these mechs. Um, uh, up oh, there, we go. Uh, URLs up for the guys listening. Um, you guys can go. Of ahead course, and check this will be out. posted on our website as well. Yes, uh, of course, MWL. You can click. So it looks like we've got the first media release of the Stormcrow Ryokin, uh, some screenshots, and a YouTube video. Uh, so go ahead and check those out. Um, now, I, I can't take all the 100% credit. Um, I will say that I did all the, the basically the whole model itself. Um, but uh, Vlad, uh, he's another 3D artist on the team. He's the animation guru and all that. He helped uh, basically take those screenshots, got got a few fixes here and there as far as geometry, and uh, well, there you I, go. I have to give Lad a very particular um, shout out. He's been uh, pulling two very long days in order to get all of this done for us. So very much appreciated, Vlad. You've gone above and beyond, and I really appreciate it. So. I, I want to throw in that while I've never been a huge fan of the Ryakin, I had to say that is one of the sickest looking versions that I've ever seen. So really yeah, nice job, guys. Really is a good I'll job. I agree with that right there, man. That's a beautiful looking mech. Great animation, too. It's funny too, almost, cause... almost, 
almost make me want to pilot it. Almost. Does, does anybody notice the the cockpit hatch too? Yeah, yeah. Anybody notice that? Yeah, I did that. Yeah. First thing I saw. Uh, the first thing I noticed on the the battle mech. Um, so, Vlad and I've cool. been. No, go ahead. I was gonna say Vlad and I've been having some pretty heavy back and forth the last couple of days on the technical design because um, it's not merely about the model; it's about uh, the weapon placement and the helpers. And we wanted to finalize all of that before we actually did these. So what you're seeing here does. Uh, represents, I guess, relative weapon placement as well. It's not just uh, imaginary, if you will, for this media release. It actually represents how the weapons would be placed on the mechs um, when they're when they're going to be released into the game. And what's really cool about this too is you'll notice the barrels on the right arm, and those are actually lasers. And uh, again, Vlad coming through, you know, later on, you know, as far as development and stuff, anytime you switch out those actually barrels will be there uh, to sort of give the look and yes that is a UAC uh, 20 on the arm the left arm um, hell yeah but you know it, it's it's been an interesting uh, I, I guess learning curve for me going from a alpha tester to a you know bugging everyone and their mother for hours on time about modeling and then getting into it and then you know here's the first thing i created that'll be going into the game so um obviously check out the uh animation um little thing too and give it a watch uh how, how long has it been phil since you first started like with that marauder gun arm you did how long has it been <laughs> since that i think it was a Timberwolf. i think <laughs> um Oh, honest, yeah, it was I, I started modeling. I I think it was and uh, maybe Defender. He's also listening in. He can uh, type. But uh, I think I started around May last year. Um, that's that's when school ended, and I basically got into it. So I mean, less than a year. Um, and I mean, it's it's been a it's been it's a been ride. Cool because, to see the progress. And it, it's really cool, you know. And uh, I. I could probably sit here for a long time, but having artists sure like know. like Defender and and Vlad and and Cujo, some of these guys, some of you guys may not know, but having them there, I mean, you've got literally guys that are mechanical engineers, and so you'll like toss up an idea and hey, what do you guys think? And he'll be like, dude, that fucking sucks, you know. And I'm like, oh, just your heart gets ripped out. But then they they come back and they say you should do it like this, or you need to do this. Um, and then it goes through just a refinement process. I mean, I could I could show you pictures of what the Stormcrow originally looked like, and you'd be like, oh, man, that does look like shit. So, um, you know, uh, and there's a lot of mechanical things, uh, you know. But anyway. Let's get on to the next mech. Let's, let's go. Well, so, uh, what, what I could say that the, um, the Stormcrow has a rather storied history in uh, MWLL. We actually had another modeler take a stab at it about a year ago. Made a tremendous amount of progress with it. Made uh, actually got to the point where we were animating it, and then once it was imported, we found out it was about 100% too big. It was the same size Jeez. as a Mark II. So uh, ended up not the artist behind that ended up not wanting to rework it, um, and as a result, we had to table it. So uh, there was no way to easily scale it, unfortunately. Yeah, and it was it was a lot different than what mine looked like. It was a fair bit different. Yes. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. So next up on the table, Lear, you wanna you wanna kick it off? Oh, I'm looking at the channel here. I'm trying to see if people are gonna guess it. Are they gonna guess it? Are they gonna guess it? I think it? somebody a, did earlier. It's a black well, lantern. Oh, there you guys go. <laughs> Urban Mac. Nice try. Ur Irby. Yeah, of course. 
and just to let you guys know, we do have Paul. Yes, that's Paul from the MWO team here. We've got obviously Leon on here. We've got uh, Vince from Mech Tech as well listening. So we've got people from all over. I mean, not to mention our whole listeners. I mean, you know, so you know, it's it's a party it's going a party. on. Right you know, so as Defender said. All right, so we're waiting for the screenshots to go live. And let me tell you, this mech, this mech in particular, was designed by Vlad himself. Now, um, the screenshots are, are beautiful. Uh, need, need I say more? You load it up and you take a look. Um, it's a unique design. And me personally, it fits very much to the original looking like artwork, like on the play cards. Not necessarily the artwork like tier O, but like more like the Battletech cards and stuff. And uh, sorry, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, this is a beautiful mech. Another it, excellent job. And the cool thing is, when you're watching the um, the video of it, notice that when the uh, the arms and the torso actually pivot up on their own uh, pivot point. And so he designed that so that the torso itself stays centered and whatnot, but the arms actually pivot up and down when you look and stuff. I mean, I think they even, correct me, Lear, uh, I think the Blood Asp that he also did is just The like Blood that. Asp was the, uh, the first runner of this kind of uh, the pivoting uh, side torsos. So we'll have more mechs. It's opened up some options for us for some other mechs that we'll consider in the future so that we have this ability. Because previously we were restricted by the... Um, the overall torso pitch and now we don't have that limitation on us yeah and i know you got some other stuff that will be unmentionables that utilize this uh, sort of technology that you came up with very very cool and so what kind of roles i mean specifically can you talk about sort of the gap or roles these these clan mediums will be filling in primarily compared to the is you know well, the black lantern is ridiculously fast um we're gonna go for the cannon speed, um, 119 kilometers per hour base. Whoa! Um, Holy shit! In game, and then masks. You know, you're gonna get an extra 20% out of that. So. What's currently the uh, fastest mech in the game? I think it's the Why would you? Why would you put me on the spot? Yeah. Like that? <laughs> no, no, it, it's, well, it's the Owens. Isn't that significantly faster than what we've got right now? As far uh, as no. mediums. Yeah, as far as mediums, yeah. that'll be the fastest thing on the field. But the light, there are some lights that actually go that fast. Yeah, the Owens goes faster. Yeah, I was going to say the Owens. That's the one I always grab to, you know, get bases I mean, first. You'll have a medium that's basically on par with it, almost. I mean, pretty much. Right, we're targeting the Black Lantern to be a fast recon mech. It's going to have a lot of electronics capabilities um, in its design. So that'll be, it might be, you might consider a little bit lighter on the weaponry. We're going to try and do the best we can with our build rules and the tonnages we use and spaces. But um, it's, it's going to be able to get out there very quickly and then get back to wherever it needs to be. Tell everyone what it saw. Well, this right. looks sweet. And, you know, keep in mind, guys, you saw it and heard about it here first. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> thanks. What, uh, you know, obviously. For MWL, there's been a large gap, and you know you've had the Shadow Cat, and now you're about to have the Black Lantern and Stormcrow um, be implemented. And, and you're talking about two max. The Stormcrow obviously will probably be a heavy, you know, armament, nice armor, good amount of speed, and then the Black Lantern electronics and speed and armor. And so you're talking about it's gonna 
level the playing field on a lot of things in the normal day-to-day -day gameplay. I mean, at least that's how I see it. Phil's one of our longest-standing, um, I guess, glaring overages or out, uh, oversights in the uh, mech lineup is lack of clan mediums. So we've had the Shadow Cat for so long, uh, nothing else in there. So this should even that particular bracket up quite nicely. Now what I want to see is, is that going to keep you out of a, a SCAT C, Phil? Yeah, I think I think it's all dependent on the map. I mean, some maps, you just can't beat that damn mech. I mean, it is straight evil. But I mean, you're talking about uh, there, I don't know the exact configs that'll be going up with each uh, or mech, but uh, I mean, I use the, the, the Hellbringer Prime, Loki to you Inner Sphere guys, um, all the time. And it's because it has heavy punch, it's got decent amount of speed, 86 kph, but now you're throwing out uh, maybe actually about a little bit better armor because these things aren't paper thin like the Loki. And speed and a little bit of electronics, yeah. <laughs> I almost yeah. had third clan medium mech, but I'm holding that one back. So we'll talk about that sometime in the future. Future show. I Not know what it is. distant future. It's, it's pretty cool, too. So uh, in celebration of MWLL, um, what we've decided to do tonight is have a contest with our uh, in-studio listeners. So what we're going to do is give a copy away of Crisis Warhead so that uh, if you don't have it, you can start playing MWL, which obviously we always recommend. Um, so that's a $20 value. We'll get it uh, through Steam. So what we're going to do is have a trivia question. Do you want to ask that question, Phil? Yeah, and, you know, obviously we've got guys that, uh, uh, you know, already have the game. So if you already have the game, if you can just wait, you know, just be a good sport about it. But here we go. Before you go oh, here, uh, it's, uh -oh. it's the first person to answer correctly wins. So, again, um, anybody that's involved with MWL or MWO or NGNG, etc., um, MechTech, please don't answer. Uh, this is just for people that are listeners, aren't involved with anybody, and please, if you're a listener and you have it, uh, refrain from answering so that we can get somebody new in the game. Yeah, and I mean, we probably already know Paul plays as, you know, the pink tornado or something in MWL. So. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Question. What is the first mech to be destroyed in the exit trailer of MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries? Go. All right, so while we're waiting for that answer... Do we um, give him, like, Jeopardy theme music? So How long are we going to do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, so, let's see. We're I mean, still it's waiting. Going by. Does anybody have this? I don't know. First mech to be killed in the exit trailer of MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries. Somebody's got to know this one. And yeah, so... What do you guys think? I mean, Alex and, and um, Brandon about the the new mechs. I mean, did did you think you knew or? I was complete. Well, actually, no. I knew the Stormcrow was coming, not because anyone told me, but because of what was on the wiki. I was thinking it was either going to be the Stormcrow or the Hunchback Two Clan. It ended up being one of those. The other one. I had no idea, and I can't wait to start up Living Legends and play it. So we're going to move on to our Book of the Month discussion. We're going to continue Decision at Thunder Rift, uh, and today we're going to be covering chapters 11 through 16. Um, and 
I'll, I'll put uh let's let's put Kerr our our uh, new marketing person uh, to to watch for the answer there, so she knows what it is. So in chapter eleven, um, oh, th- we got the answer. Did we? we Whereas we begin yeah. to move on. So Mad Max. There Mad goes. Max is the winner. So, uh, hey. hey, Mad Max, if you can contact me, uh, Darren Bombadil, via our website, and we'll get you set up with uh, with the game. And yeah, we'll, and oh. it it is a commando for all of you people out there. It is not the Centurion. It is a commando. Uh, for all you people so, playing at home. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. And uh, congratulations, Max. And you'll be able to play MWL uh, soon. So Join uh, us. Yes, it's awesome. So going back to the book, uh, we've, we're starting off at Chapter 11. And things actually start to get interesting in Chapter 11. Uh, where we ended Did you last... mention the title of the book, just in case people weren't listening yeah, last? Yeah, Did, I okay. think. Just, I think. Did I not? It you're is the Decision one... at Thunder Riff, in case we didn't already mention it. Um, but continue. You're the one with Alzheimer's, not me. Come I know. Man. Just, geez. All right, so uh, chapter 11, uh, basically the, the chapter 10 ends, uh, you know, Grayson survived. He goes back, uh, you know, he wakes up from his almost sort of a coma after a few days. You know, he got shot in the head. Um, one of the technicians came to the castle, rescued him, all that, blah, 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 blah. Well, now he's sort of stranded on this planet. His family and life has been destroyed and all that. And he's up actually at the Thunder Rift. What's it's this? Uh, it's like kilometers away from the city, and it's called Thunder Rift uh, because Trailwind has like such weird weather that, like, I think it's like 12 days every 12 days, like it's a new season. So this rift uh, from all the glacier water and stuff, you can hear it literally like you know miles, miles away, and so that's why it's called Thunder Rift. So uh, he's there. He wakes up, he goes to the city, um, and this is what we were talking about last time, that he had this toolbox from the little hovercraft he was going to go pawn. Well, yeah, well, the shit hits the fan, and the pirates, supposed pirates, don't want to ruin anything later on, um, attack the city. And Grayson sort of gets caught up um, in the middle of it. And it, This know, makes for some freaking amazing uh, infantry versus mech combat and infantry versus infantry. I love this part. Yeah, we touched is... about we touched on it a little bit last time. Got a bit ahead of ourselves, but it's just a, such an awesome scene. I mean, it's so to sort of give you guys an aspect of what's going on, right? So Grayson's walking, and he he feels the mechs coming. Next thing you know, here comes a stinger, right? Comes right around the corner, right in front of him. He pretty much almost like has to jump out the way and falls on the ground. The foot of the mech lands so close to him that it smashes the the toolbox where he at where he was just at implants directly into the ferio crate in the ground and continues walking on and then all hell breaks loose like the 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 mechs start engaging the basically poorly armed and trained troops and i mean they're all freaking dying and he's like oh good god they're all gonna die and he's like the one thing that i like about this part is his sergeant, uh, his training sergeant, is he's going through in his mind, what what do I do? And, and the, the key thing, the word that keeps coming to his mind is just do something. It doesn't matter if you do something and it's the wrong thing, just act. Just act. Get up, get up, get up. And boom, he takes charge and he just sort of reacts. Next thing you know, he's like, he 
hops on this like heavy caliber machine gun and he's just like thumping at the uh, the wasp's head. I mean, so here this guy, he's basically got like a 50 cal and he's go, going up against a 20 ton mech, right? I mean, it... it I think brave that's, or stupid. Yeah, and I mean, it, he knew that the, the one weakest part of the mech, right? And needless to say, the funniest thing about all of this is he's in like rags. He's in rags to sort of blend in with the, the homeless there. He's caked in mud and... All these soldiers are running away, away, and here he goes. He hops up on this hovercraft, grabs a 50 cal, and he just starts, just do, 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 do. And all of them sort of, like, jump on the bandwagon. They're like, you know, what do you want us to do, sir? What do you want us to do? And actually, they take on the, the first boss. Um, and then is, what he... you know, foreshadowing of, of basically his tactics and what he makes uh, his unit famous for. Yeah, Sergeant Ramage, you know, later gets famous for, you know, basically putting his troops through the, the training and whatnot. Um, so then what he does is he, uh, you know, the other, the wasp is down. The other wasp is actually near the gate to the palace, like in the center of the city. And it's over there, you know, like down on one knee, just firing its laser, just vaporizing everything, you know, just kicking ass. So he grabs... And tells the hovercraft pilot to freaking, you know, go over there and they start engaging. Well, <laughs> this is actually quite comical in some aspects, but he basically sets the damn hovercraft to like full speed, which is like 200 kilometers per hour, and he aims it straight for like the ankle of the mech. And he gets like, he hits the mech so hard that he gets like thrown like 50 feet. And luckily he lands like in the grass without like no damage, right? Uh, of course. Uh, before we go on, did anyone else catch something that just, it took me out of my head for a second? That the the wasp does a shoulder roll? Yeah. <laughs> did anyone else check that out? I was like, wow, I don't remember Battlemechs doing that. No, there, there's, there's a few novels that they actually, um, like, do. A lot of agility. Yeah, there, there are definitely some uh, novels uh, approach that more liberally than others, but definitely had amazing agility. Uh, yeah, that's a trippy part, huh? The dragon um, uh, it has a mech do a somersault. Now, granted, not all mechs can do it. It's the ones with humanoid, uh, you know, figures, humanoid hands and stuff like that. Um, so, urban mech doing a shoulder so, roll, yeah. So I guess, uh, <laughs> the trash can roll. So I guess King Lear. When is that going to be in OL? <laughs> <laughs> shoulder roll. I, I think that's what everyone wants to know. Toth and I, uh, we had a discussion not too long ago about introducing some more uh, impact effects, actually inducing rotation on torsos and even knockdowns. But uh, it's, an, it's a more of a question of animations than anything else. Mm. So, so no shoulder rolls in the near future? No shoulder rolls would probably be pushing <laughs> it. What about so, yeah. barrel rolls? Is that, is that in, out? In an aerospace? Backflips. Absolutely. In aerospace, yes, there you go. Yeah. So, all right, so the, the battle in, in chapter, that happens pretty much in chapter 12. And uh, it, you roll into chapter 13, and that second wasp basically says, fuck this, uh, and he's he's running out of the city. At the same time, one of the other mechs, a locust, um, is basically coming into the city. And the it's funny because uh, there's a part that the pilot at the time is like, where the hell is he running to? 
And he's like, they're all around me. They're getting me. Save me. And so he freaking like leaves his buddy. He's like, oh, hey, get my back. But he basically takes off. And so now Grayson has rallied the troops. You know, he's got these like PPC, like uh, little like armored cars and stuff. Just like man PPCs and all that. And they start chasing after the wasp and uh, the locust. And they're just, you know. They're weaving in and out of alleyways, peppering the locust. It's trying to get out of here. It's doing a few pop shots. Which leads to basically one of the most memorable and probably best scenes from the book. Yes, it is. it's really cool. And the gist of it is the locust doesn't know the city layout very well and basically takes a right turn into a cul-de-sac. All right. And so throughout this whole time, you know, it's running hot. It's firing its one laser and machine guns and stuff like that. Not to mention... It's an enclosed area. Heat doesn't dissipate very well if you're enclosed. And you've been getting PPC to death. With Anyways, so Grayson gets there. He knows the mech's overheating. You can, like, visually see, like, the shimmering off of it. He, I mean, he, he knows it. He takes out an SRM Inferno Launcher. That's a short-range missile. Inferno Launcher. Think of Napalm in an RPG, you know, in something like a, you know, a man pack. And he basically, uh, he tells one car to sort of distract the mech. And then he steps out in the alleyway with it, pointed at it. And the chapter ends, like, right there. Um, I thought it was one of the coolest parts of the, the novel myself, but that's just me. Don't know about what you That was an me. awesome part. Not so, to mention that it's future wife, but... It is. And um, anyways, chapter 14 rolls around. Um the locust pilot obviously surrenders you find out why later on um and then basically you know grace becomes the hero of the city and blah 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 blah, and goes through all the shenanigans that accompany it by um and basically the gist of it rolls into chapter 15 is these old like politicians want grayson to be uh, you know the to raise an army to to fight mechs and at his disposal he's got a locust that's been shot up, a wasp that's had its head ripped apart and blown apart by him, and they want him to train troops and whatever. And he's like, "Are you serious? Do you really know what you're asking me?" And he, you know, they're like, "Yeah, we do. Look, you rallied, blah blah blah," and he accepts it. And then I would say that out of chapter 15 and 16, 16, the coolest part is you're introduced to Lori Kalmar, and that becomes pretty much Grayson's right hand um sort of co second command and command uh, yeah xo um bed warmer etc yeah and it's funny because the the politicians don't want a grayson to be able to because she's a pirate and whatever well you later you learn more about her and i'm not going to spoil that but he needs her because they have no other freaking mech technicians i mean uh, so basically she gets brought on to be a technician and then obviously you know it goes from there but that's pretty much the gist of 11 through 16 um and so ends this uh, week's discussion of thunder rift so if you don't uh, have it get out there and get your copy of decision at thunder rift join us for reading this we'll be discussing uh chapter 17 and on next week yep and, and we'll have that up for you guys and so Mechware Online, lots of cool stuff that came out today. Uh, we had the Q&A, uh, questions and answers, number four came out. Um, and 
we're going to use uh, mech specs breakdown um, and to go over basically the gist and highlights of today's um, information. Um, the one of the there was a little bit of confusion in the how skills were and and what you know how you could use them and how just basically skills and pilot skills the trees and pilot trees there's a lot of confusion and it looked like they they wanted to clear up some stuff which they pretty much did i mean there was a lot of speculation going on by us last week and discussions of you know what it might be or how it could be or whatever um and pretty much phil you are correct in that uh as far as piloting skills go you can just max out everybody will be able to max out and the, you know the decisions that make it uh, customizable is just the mods and obviously you can't have every mod so you've got to decide which mods uh, you want to use just maxing out means you have more options well and that's what I was saying and I guess it was just sort of lost and is there there, there was really no need for revamps if you know uh, it doesn't matter if you Respects. unlock all the yeah re, well remaps revamps whatever if if you can max out everything where you can get up to because it doesn't matter if you unlock the modules for you know the this whatever your mech can only have x amount so it's not like you're going to be able to have all the bonuses and everything from you know if your mech only has three you're only going to have three modules that give you benefits so you know i mean I, so basically the the first question um was sort of a breakdown uh i skill you skill we all skill and it was basically that um you know the force behind roles this is from paul himself the main driving force behind roles is the modules and pilot skills you choose to focus in you're never going to be able to make an atlas run as fast as a tenor but you can lighten the load of it uh you know load out give us some more armor and whatnot um so you know that was the sort of first little bit Totally cleared it up for me, so I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, the second part in the mech spec was, <laughs> and I like this, is just say no to the recycled grind. And once you've unlocked something, it stays unlocked. You don't have to, like, uh, you know, just because you switch mechs, you have to re-grind again. No. Once you've unlocked that particular thing, it's yours. And I like that because... It's just sort of, I would say, what, it's almost annoying to have to do that? I'd say that. Again, it really cuts down on the uh, repetition of basically having to do things over and over again, which in turn drives people away from games sometimes. Uh, again, I think when we were talking about it last week, none of us really expected it to be the case otherwise, you know. Oh, and it's one of those things that, you know, you, you want your player base to have, be fun and engaged uh, but at the same time, you do want things to take, you know, a while. You don't want to just be, boom, everyone has everything maxed out. So I understand. But, you know, it, you don't want everyone just to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Hell, just make it a little bit longer that it takes. And once they get it, hey, you got a little bit of perk and benefit, you know, from there. So um, that was good did news. It? And Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, before we get too far into it, did anyone else pick up the Mech Lab hint in the first answer? Mm -hmm. Yep. They yeah. they said a few things. They said variants. I mean, obviously we knew there was variants. Um, there's a few other things. Um, the there's no need. Obviously, we just talked about. There's no need to respec once you have the ability. You have it for the rest of the time you play. 
Um, and mech tree doesn't play an effect on custom uh, customization of the battle mech other than the equipped modules. So again, you're not going to get pigeonholed into something you don't want to be in, you know. So, I mean, and I think again, a lot of this to me when I read the Q and A, there was a lot of questions about the skill tree and all that. All right, guys. <laughs> all right, the next bit is actually really interesting. We have now confirmed that there is no permanent destruction of mechs. Now, this makes me sad and this makes me happy. I understand why they did it, and obviously we've talked about in previous ways. Um, but basically, they said, and I'm just going to quote this: um, "Your mech can never be completely destroyed." Even when it's shot to pieces, your team of mechanics and techies are skilled enough to restore it to bare minimum, just barely functioning state. If you pay the repair bills, you'll be able to repair it up to a perfectly pristine condition. What are your initial thoughts, guys? Are you sad? Are you happy? I'm a bit sad about this. I think it's going to kneecap a lot of the more fun, competitive play at the Merc Corp level. And yeah, it's, it's a little disappointing to see. Well, I mean, it goes almost like what we were saying at the beginning, where if they don't have permanent destruction uh, or complete loss of mech being destroyed, there would have to be some sort of counter. And we were talking about how you would have to pay tech fees, uh, you, you would have to pay for new arts and everything like that. I think it makes a perfectly good balance. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I would say, I, I again, I understand why they did it. Um, but I also, I was totally for there's a consequence for your action. But, you know, if it didn't fit into the game mechanic and, and the way they wanted it to be implemented, because you got to think, you know, you you have someone that may toss, you know, 10 bucks, hey, I want to pay 10 bucks to get this mech. It, yes, it's not EVE. Uh, or if it was EVE, you could still lose that, you know, ship, technically. But that's, that's just one of the things. Um, Basically, you know, there's a lot of different options out there as far as games go. There's the, you know, Insta Spawn where you can, you know, just keep running right back out there, same equipment, whatever. Um, there's games like Eve where you lose your ship, you lose your ship, you got to buy a new one. And there's games like World of Tanks, which sounds like this is going to be closer to, where if you get destroyed, then you're paying your max repair bill, and that'll be the consequence. Um, I'm a bit sad, you know, because I tend to be I le lean towards the conservative side, wanting more consequences. But, you know, it also just depends on the C-bill the uh, consequences and how much it costs to repair and will that hurt, basically. That's what I would want. I would want it to hurt my bank account um, enough to where you don't want to lose a mech. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I think inevitably it, all this game comes down to is your skill. The more effective you are, the more, you know, C-bills you have, you know, the loyalty points, you know, the works. Uh, they haven't stated as far as the repair bills equipment and all that stuff so there may be another even level of you know damage and repair bills and stuff so i mean it's just one of those things that i understand where they did it i'm a little sad but it's not the the it's not going to break the bank for me so let's move on to the next well, actually part. just pk before oh. we move on there's two more things in that uh little section there that i kind of picked up on um the first one being right after he mentions loss uh david that is um, he also mentions that small tweaks that your tech team can perform. So that's something new we never knew about. And also, Garth also adding in that you can take damage mechs back into the field if you are that suicidal and crazy. Yes. 
All right, and the next part is uh, modules. Once you have a module, you're actually, you can pull it out and you can put it into another Mac. Now, someone said, or, you know, there was a little bit of confusion and they basically said, no, once you buy a module, you can take it in one Mac, take it out, put it in another Mac. But they basically said, why well, have to deal with it? Just buy multiples of the same module and just stick it into your different Macs instead of having to swap it out. Now, granted, they say that, but if some of the modules are like, it, again, it's similar expensive. to World of Tanks. You know, like I know people who swap their modules out from tank to tank, and I know people like myself who just put buy new modules for every tank I have because I hate doing that. So I'm sure it's going to depend on how much money you can earn. And um, probably starting out when you don't have a lot of income, you'll be swapping some modules. But as you, you know, become a veteran of the game and have a bank account, then you'll probably have modules in all your mechs or whatever. All right. So the next part is choices so many choices and this is uh um what they're gonna do is they you know okay let me just let me just say it david i mean i don't want to reinvent the wheel here and he basically says the example shown was just that a generic example and that was basically talking about the um variants and basically the different levels you know if you have three mechs um or if you have one mech and it has three variants that you have to max out those the variants before you can get to the elite level and whatnot. And he basically said that was a generic example. And the question was, what happens if you have particular mech with only one variant? Well, obviously, it would be, have a quick train to go to, you know, elite and then elite two because you don't have to worry about the different variants. But they basically said there's different different mechs have different variants, and obviously, the benefits of having multiple variants, you know. Uh, can adapt to different uh, environments and I think that was the most important part to look at is you take the Centurion if it's got three different variants that you can mess with um, in some aspects that's better than a Hunchback that only had one variant you know if the Hunchback is only short range you might not want to take it into something that has a lot of open space because you're just going to get blasted apart and that's sort of how I took the last bit of information um, yeah you're going to have more tools to select for the job I mean, uh, Greg, uh, Brennan, what do you guys feel about that? Brennan, go. Um. <laughs> the <silence laughs> Brennan's quiet. I really, I really don't know. There's nothing to say. This is a simple, you know, there's, there's not a lot of discussion here. I mean, it's basically just flesh it out. We know how it's going to be, and uh, it makes sense. Really not a lot to discuss. Yeah, I didn't think it was that controversial. Okay. Well, you know, that there's a few other things. Uh, they've got uh, the Jenner 7D is mentioned. They've got a few things like that that were in this Q&A that some of you guys may not have mentioned or even noticed. Um, but that was pretty much the gist of it. Uh, there was some definitely solidifying of how the tree and pilot modules and stuff. Um, you know, obviously there was a little bit of confusion there, um, but they cleared that up pretty quick. So, you know. Um, you know, if the commander dies, they also, they were talking about the commander and how everyone sort of thought you'd be sort of pigeonholed into the commander and that they talked about how, um, in regular pub faction and, and stuff matches, it'll be based on like your rank and then the, say someone gets put there and they don't want them to be, you can possibly vote to remove and put someone else in, but then obviously Merc, and that's what we're interested in, it's pretty much whoever you put in that role, but it's sort of, a vague term because anyone can be the commander right it's not just going to be one person um it's just whether or not they put command modules on their mech to give them those bonuses um you know so 
again, that whole thing, just that discussion and those questions and so forth, uh, just made me happy that we're going to be a, a Merc unit. You know, I don't want to be going. You know, you know how I don't like unorganized gameplay, <laughs> and so the 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 houses just sound a little bit more like anybody can end up being your commander or whatever. And I like having that all pre-organized before doing a drop. And we yeah, all I was had... happy to see it confirmed that we'd have a lot of control over, say, hierarchies and rankings. I mean, we we sort of already knew that, but it was nice to see, you know, a bit more hard detail on it. And we all know that if Bum's unhappy, we're all unhappy. <laughs> Does that make me the wife? I don't understand. <laughs> Alright guys, let's move on to the next part of the podcast. And we've got inter- interesting forum posts by the staff and... Brandon, you want to kick this one off because your, uh, you know, your follower Paul is actually here. You know, the one you stalk. Why don't we have time. Paul's kick it off? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this week there wasn't really a whole lot on the forums as far as really uh, interesting information. Um, most of the stuff that we picked up on was one was Paul was saying that this week the play test was uh, kind of like a stress test to see how well the game will handle 12 on 12 combat so that that's something new and the second thing i was able to find was uh brian on twitter saying uh is it cruel of me to say that i have one of the first ever screenshots as my desktop and the answer is yes hell yeah it is that is pretty fucked up brian i mean paul at least gives us reach around sometimes that was (laughs) that was uncalled for dude i mean uh. <laughs> well, it sounds like uh, the devs need to get to work and have some more uh, more for us next week. So, I mean, 12 on 12, 12 playtest, obviously, you know, they're they're looking at that number. We do know earlier on that they're saying, you know, uh, they would do more or less or whatnot. Or I would say less if, you know, issues arose. But obviously everything's going good. We're expecting 12 on 12, you know, company on company. Um uh, one thing I will say is it'll be interesting how they implement the clans and whatnot. I mean, obviously with the different uh, structure as far as military structure, um, it'll be interesting how they do that. Stars so, versus lances and so forth. Yep, yep, yep. So let's move on to the community questions section. We have Nano, and uh, Nano's question was, what does ACES stand for? ACES is our unit for MWO. And he also asked, what's our plan for the unit? Our, our unit name for ACES, obviously, is an acronym, and it stands for Armored Conflict Escalation Service. And I think that's very, um, you know, uh, befitting, uh, you know, a Merc group. So, you know, just uh, just throwing that out there. Um, and as far as the unit, I mean, obviously, depending on the tools at hand, we're going to be a Merc. You know, we're going to... I would almost say we're selling out. We're going for yeah, the, the highest bidder. Yeah, but you know, uh, you pay us, so you don't have to do the dirty work, and uh, you know that's how we roll. So just uh, stay tuned as far as that, and when you need something done, I'm sure uh, you'll be able to set up contracts with us. And that really goes. Uh, I guess the question is, it really is a unique question. Uh, what what what's our plans for the unit? Because everyone's asking that. I really hope um, that we do have a, a, a very in-depth, maybe not at release, obviously, but the ability for people and, and faction units and other mercs to hire people. I mean, you, you're going to have groups that are really 
freaking good out there and that train and, and practice and blah 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 I, you know, I'd love to be one of those uh, Merc units that, you know, we create a name for ourselves and you know, oh shit, these guys are landing, we're fighting them, you know, it's it's not going to be fun. So, our next question is uh, Stingray. His question is, do you think FD's take on uh, the lack of mech neck, yes, mech neck, is good? Uh, he says basically where the head is now embedded into the torso. If this is the case, will we see iconic mechs like the Phoenix Hawk or the Cyclops that are basically well known for their heads have dramatic change? I'm going to let you guys answer that and then I'll, I'll go into my tirade. Honestly, it's a point that I hadn't thought of before, but it's an interesting one. I'm also thinking of the Victor as another one that has sort of a very iconic head design. I'm perfectly alright with it. <laughs> I personally don't really like necks on mechs. Well, okay, why? I don't like, know, because it reminds me of a doll reason? or something like that. I mean, I just like, I, I think when you see it without a neck, it, it just looks more um, beefier. You know, like those football players with no necks. Well, all right. Well, now that it's it's my turn to, to chime in here. I love the way FD has done the, the lack of a neck area. Um, I think that uh, one, you're talking about there's, unless they actually fill in some type of animation that having a head gives you a benefit, like the head actually can swivel and be like an actual like turret. Um, unless they actually do that, which it doesn't seem like that's a part, it's really just sitting up there to get shot at really easy. And obviously in the More novels, vulnerable. yeah, in the novels it talks about. Um, it, Mechs, not all mechs, some have a very humanist, uh, you know, movement and as far as their their kinesiology and everything. So you might have some that have a lot of movement in their head. I mean, but really. Basically, a neck is just putting the cockpit or the head up on a pedestal and saying, shoot me. Well, now on the flip side, you can also, I mean, even the Atlas, you'll notice it has like uh, pistons and stuff. It looks like the, the head can move around a little bit, but really the arms move with the torso unless the arms independently move that's a different thing but wherever your torso is looking or facing that's where you're seated in basically so really there's i would say there's no need now I, now I'm, just as I'm, a note uh paul says we'll find out why next month there you go but i like it i like the art style i think it's uh all the cockpits are definitely like you feel like you'd be a little bit safer in them than the original sort of like, hey, I'm up here, mm -hmm. aim at me, you know. Um, so, all right, Halfanax is up next, and he says, in regards to weapon impact, should PGI aim for a more Hollywood method of getting shot? Uh, and he basically says, you know, when you get hit, getting knocked back by ballistic, um, then like. So basically, instead of just like a little bit of a, you know, a recoil from getting hit, like, should you could be like over dramatic, and, you know, stuff like that. Um, or should it be more like real physics that, you know, if you get hit with a small round, it's really not going to do too much. But if you get hit with an AC-20, it might put you on your ass. I mean, to what level of sort of 
I mean, we all know that. We like to see cool shit happen when you get shot. So, I mean, what would give... I guess the question is, Halfnax, what would give you more pleasure? You have an AC-20. You freaking light the hell out of someone in their back. Do you want to just see them sort of lean forward just a little bit? Or do you want them to fall on their face and sparks and flames and everything come out of them? You know, he says, realistic on our show. I agree. I'd like to see some terror when it comes to the weapons and their effects right i think that's the word some just just uh, you know that man like oh hell yeah, yeah. you know i think it's very visceral about you know say you're chasing down a wasp in your hunchback you do manage to catch him you fire around to the ac20 and it just rips into that that rear left you know torso area maybe into the shoulder a little bit and just spins it around like a rag doll and the the pilot on the receiving end sees the the uh, the environment spinning around him, and he as he falls to the ground. I think that'd be fantastic. But then maybe the same weapon on an atlas just kind of makes it shrug a little bit. I think that would be interesting dynamic to sort of give each mech a different feel, both um, you shooting a target and how you feel about that and how they feel about that, and then you shooting a target and it doesn't really work so well because it's an assault mech, and then you sort of feel your own um just sort of feel how small you are even though you're in this giant mech there are other even gianter mechs around you that can destroy you gianter i love it well they they have confirmed that you know you will get knocked down i mean so they they haven't mentioned that obviously with uh you know animations of having to get up and whatever i mean i have a feeling it's sort of like the tabletop it was if you took 20 plus damage in a turn you had to make like a piloting roll and they've all also stated um you know gyro uh so i have a feeling it's going to be one of those situations that if you get hit hard enough you have the chance of going down now i don't know as far as if there will be built-in sort of things where um with the animation if you're running forward and maybe your mech you know is sort of leaning into the run i don't know if it's easier to fall on your face because of it you know stuff like that um so i would like to see some really cool things i would love to be able to hit a mech hard enough and the animations be cool enough to where it just freaking face plants and just sort of skids for a little bit and you know a little bit and then he gets up and it's like oh shit I just I, I still want to have my shoot a mech and make him fall back into a building and destroy part of the building. And then that building destroys the mech. <laughs> and then the building destroys the mech. You don't get those Ooh, yeah. kill rights. The I mean, building. I, and this may not need to be said because of how advanced physics engines are, but you know, say other other mech games previously, you know, the falling down stuff was in, but it was sort of uniform like there was no multiple ways to fall down when you fell you fell i would sort of like to see a little advanced no for dolphin no, dive hold on i i just i think there's one game that captures getting hit by a weapon and you go and oh hell yeah mech commander one even though mm. it didn't have the best graphics when that heavy auto cannon hit something i mean you saw sparks fly smoke and it was just like you know, just that little inner child, just, uh, you know, nice. Especially sometimes, like, you'd get lucky, and it'd hit the cockpit. And you didn't see an ejection, and all you saw was just smoke and flames, and you were like, oh, yeah. He just took it to the base. 
like squishing a little <laughs> grape and then it just collapses <laughs> I, you know that's that sort of feeling like you hear the crunch you see the sound and you're just like oh yeah so hopefully we'll see that i'm sure we'll see that from you know the guys over at pgi and uh you know so all right guys we're gonna be moving on to our next area and it's something new to the show and for those who don't know extremely new yes yesterday mech warrior tactics was announced not mech warrior tactical command no that's another thing we'll be talking about mech warrior tactics and this is the info we have via brandon and his ninja skills we have one it's free to play pc game that is being made by roadhouse interactive and acronym games and published by wait for it wait for it infinite games publishing what? so now it that's two games from the same publisher developing a MechWarrior game. Oh, they love to fuck with us, don't they? Second little bit of information. Roadhouse is also based in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, like PGI. Third, and this was sort of as soon as it went up, people were like, oh my God, it's going to be a Facebook game. It's going to be horrible. God, why would you guys do this? Like it's not a Facebook game, but it's rather a browser-based game like Battlestar Galactica Online. And the um, game Using designer, the Unity 3 engine. Yes. Probably. Unity 3. Probably. I mean, I mean we're Unity. speculating here. Um, but I think it's fair to say it's not going to be like Battletechville on Facebook or anything like that. But this studio before, has it's I think it's one project is um family guy online using unity 3 so it's likely my guess is something along the lines of mech commander using unity 3 but speculation well when it, uh it, when phil was talking i was like oh he's gonna say that like mech assault was a uh, an inside job or something all this conspiracy talk <laughs> <laughs> and they're also based in vancouver well, you know, it's just interesting because this was like out of left Infinite field. Infinite Games Publishing, IGB, also in-game browser. Anyone else <laughs> seeing the connections here? It all adds up to 21. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm super pumped. That's going to be great. So we, we have no idea, though. I mean, we have, I mean, here, here's total speculation. You have Mech Commander. You have um, a actual MechWare, like, RPG role-playing where you actually play. Maybe it's a first-person shooter. I mean, we really don't know. I mean, obviously, you don't have a publisher have two games created that are going to compete with each other. As far as you don't have one create a sim and the other one create a sim. So we know it's not going to be what MWO is. So that leaves Mech Commander. That leaves uh, the t name Tactics. I mean, just screams to me. Plus, there's a it, hex and logo, right? There is. Well, and that's another option. Are we going to see an updated tabletop version of Mega Mech? Mega Mech, Battletech. I mean, uh, th we we don't know. I, I like think, I was saying at the beginning, man, this is a good year to be a Battletech fan, no doubt. You take either or. Now, granted, I'm gonna say this: it better be a Mech Commander game, and I'll. <laughs> <laughs> or heads will roll, damn it. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. Um, so hear me now. But we are going to cover that as much as possible. We'll contact them. See, obviously, they've got a countdown um, on their website, and. Uh, um, it's five days, 16 hours, 47 minutes, and one second, zero seconds. And obviously it'll be information. It's not going to be the full game. Uh, Brandon actually already contacted them and asked, and they said information. Um, and so we'll 
as soon as you guys know, we'll know. And if we know anything, we'll let you guys know as soon as we do. So, um, and, you know, the the guys at PGI already know what's going on. Evil, evil. Um, next thing, uh, obviously, we're going to talk about MDL a little bit more before we close out in our segment. So, McQuarrie Living Legends. And I think, Lear, you, you yourself had a few more things you wanted to talk to the community about and let them know. You didn't let me get my full PR on, so uh, I know, I know. I told you, I was like, ah, oh, caught up, you know. So, so what? What we, else? We just saved the best for last. Yes. I did have to take my pants off first, so that's why <laughs> I wasn't fully I prepared. Told you, now you, you got to. Now you're your like the rest now. of us, right? All right. So the only other things I had, um, I recently did an interview for MechWarrior.org, which is the Russian site. Um, so I've got there'll be a number of answers. They asked some interesting questions and some stuff I hadn't actually talked about previously. And, and uh, they asked questions that no one had really asked before. So um, those answers should be coming up here next week or so whenever they get those published. Um, you can use your browser to translate. Uh, but the answers should be in English because I don't speak Russian. Um, <laughs> some other stuff. Um, we're still looking for environmental artists for the team. I mean, that's just kind of an ongoing weekly search but i'm going to add to that this week and say that we're also looking for some uh we're looking for some public relations guys for one i wear that hat all the time and it uh it's it's a little bit too much for me to do as well as doing the team management and uh, week-to-week development so i'm looking for somebody to kind of join me in that fight and uh, help me out and specifically um, to do two things um i would like someone to come on and help me out with a uh we're going to be putting together another NWLLO release video um, for some new things that are coming, as well as a lot of our existing features, just kind of a compilation video of all sorts of things that I don't have a machine capable of doing. And I know that there's some really skilled video producers out there in the community. So um, there's a call. If you are interested in that, please send me a private message, send me an email, kinglearuk at mechlivinglegends.net um, or apply in our forums. And, uh, and another PR position, I need somebody who can be available on Sundays, uh, week to week, to do screenshots and prepare uh, gameplay impressions releases for me, because I'm not keeping, keeping up with it like I said I would. So I want to try and keep that promise, even if I'm not the one doing it. So I need somebody to step up and do that. You'll have access to you know, our alpha builds. You'll be, need to be present on Sundays. If you want any more details, please, again, send me a PM. So, I mean, uh, I mean, let me tell you guys, for those out there that are like, uh, I don't really want to be a part of a mod team. For those who don't know, I mean, MWL, uh, you guys have won mod of the year. Um, you've, every single year since then, you've had, you know, honorable mention because you can't win it again. Um, and so it's one of those things that this mod team from me come to you. I mean, after you saw that, that Stormcrow and, and uh, Black Lantern, you should have no doubts. A very, very well-organized and disciplined team. Um, what uh, Lear does and then Defender, Control and Art team and all that. Look, if you want to get your foot in the door, get a little bit more experience, get some stuff for your portfolio, this is a great opportunity for you. And, I mean, we, we couldn't sell it anymore to you. Um, this is a mod team that's known out there. And uh, literally... Uh, you know, some of the guys who have worked on the team have got 
hired in the industry and so you know it's a, it's a good opportunity for you so it's a, yeah it's a great opportunity for anybody wanting to get their foot in the door but it's also you know a nice uh, environment for anybody that already has the talents or the skills or the experience to be a part of a successful team and um, you know a fun product you know, we I actually think... oh I'm sorry go ahead. go ahead no I was gonna say you know uh, people that are, are interested in this I, I think they sort of have a cloud of oh making a game is really easy but I mean, it's serious, you know, it's, it's serious shit, yo. Um, it, it really it takes, is. It takes so much work and effort. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I'd really like to do that. And once they get into it, they realize, you know, you really have to love what you do um, to, to continue it on because. I know some people that once thought they were going to, you know, design their own game. Boy, did that change, huh? It just, uh, so, I mean. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, touche. Oh, well, I guess that would be you touche or something like that. Yeah, it's it's it takes a huge effort, and uh, these are the guys to do it with if you're interested at all. So contact them via their website, his email, or um, or the thread on their forums. So a lot of speculation uh, again going uh, on for the Mechware tactics, and then the next thing I want to talk about, and this is actually I'm sort of sad that we. I didn't add it to this program, but it's a it's a mod team and it's called Mech Commander Omnitech. Now this mod has actually been on for like two, two and a half, three years. Um, and basically what this mod team did is they, when Microsoft released the source code for Mech Commander 2, um, one of the original guys, he goes by Magic, he he which he had already been screwing with he went in the code which by the way was it basically that game was basically uh makeshift and half thrown together not even half and these guys have gone in there and they've started implementing the things and i actually i've recently helped join the team and i'm going to be working on a lot of stuff i mean they're doing a lot of cool things um you know they're just not widely known and so, you know, check it out. Uh, we'll be trying to get a link on our website for it. But again, Met Commander Omnitech. And they've introduced like 50, 60 plus mechs. Um, trust me, I'm having to go through and collect all the information and data. It's, you know, a big task. But uh, they've got some big plans for it. And, you know, um, you know, check it out. It's, it's really, really, um, I would say, a well-rounded, fun mod. I mean, balancing new mechs and stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of work to be done. So just check that out. I just want to touch about that. Um, and then, obviously, Mechware Tactical Command. Um, we haven't heard anything. Hasn't been anything. Uh, but with that being said, I know that uh, Vince here, who's actually listening, um, they said they're going to let us know when they can talk. I mean, it's just like the PGI guys. They're under NDA. They can't say shit. But as soon as they can, I know they'll be like, hey, you know. And we will so. be on top of it. Yeah, pretty much. Like a fat kid on a kick. You know, so. Um, Stop watching me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we've got, um, you know, Solaris Assault Tech, Mac Tech, and all that tactical command, all of them. Again, MacTech will let us know when they uh, can. Uh, but I wanted to talk real quick about uh, an upcoming uh, contest. You know, we've got a pretty cool prize for you uh, via uh, someone very special uh, to our hearts in the community. And uh, just letting you know to stay tuned. Our uh, new uh, 
NGNG uh, member Kern will be working on some stuff and contest and so uh, stay tuned for that so your artists and storytellers out there just be prepared for you know some cool stuff yeah we have um, a lot of uh, prizes and giveaways that will be coming in the future and uh, we're definitely excited to get those to you so keep checking our Facebook page keep checking our website nogutsnogalaxy.net and uh, more details will come soon so again, next week we'll have um, you know decision at Thunder Rift. Make sure you get read up on that. Um, we'll have anything that's news released, and don't forget we've got a special extra surprise like Wednesday coming up. We don't really know what that means. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, Paul and and the other ones. Hopefully, they're not just teasing us, and it's not April first, so we don't really have to worry about anything like that. But. Um, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I guess me to find out more about MechWarrior Tactics. Uh, find out what this extra Wednesday is. I mean, just a ton. It's a great day to be a Mech fan. So there it is. Throwing that out there. All right, Much guys. Agreed. I'd like to thank uh, Alex. Which, by the way, um, Alec is our our Scottish um, editor. He is back. He is actually recording this. Uh, it was his birthday. He's now like a whopping like. I don't know what 15 16 years old yeah I think he's got some As your voice cracks yeah, know, right? you know and uh, you know we missed him it was uh, happy 25th it, Alex yeah it, it sort of sucked because his net was literally being worked on the lines or whatever so happy birthday bro um, you know, hopefully you didn't drink or eat too much haggis whatever you do with that stuff and uh, again to see the birthday <laughs> pictures you and your guilt yeah thanks to again adam uh, he's been doing some back-end work on the website and whatnot and uh, appreciate all the effort so guys this has been a really good podcast i'd like to thank our our audience again uh, how many people do we have in here i mean it's we were like... up to 44 at one point uh including us so this is definitely our biggest audience yet and yeah i mean this is so awesome having you guys here thank you for uh joining us again and for the new people here so you've had a lot of cool stuff Remember, we brought you the release of the Stormcrow and Black Lantern um, via uh, MWLL. And, of course, with more news from them, we'll, uh, we'll keep you up to date. So this is about it, guys. So this has been your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Philip. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catcher Kel. This is Greg. Until next time, MechWarriors. I wake up every day is a daydream Everything in my life ain't what it seems I wake up just to go back to sleep I act real shallow but I'm in too deep And all I care about is sex and violence A heavy baseline is my kind of silence Everybody says that I gotta get a grip But I let sanity give me the slip Some people think I'm bonkers But I just think I'm free And I'm just living my life There's nothing crazy about me Some people pay for thrills But I get mine for free Man, I'm just living my life There's nothing crazy about me Bonkers Every day is a day
dream Everything in my life ain't what it seems I wake up just to go back to sleep I act real shallow but I'm in too deep And all I care about is sex and violence A heavy baseline is my kind of silence Everybody says that I gotta get a grip But I let sanity give me the slip Bonkers Some people think I'm bonkers But I just think I'm free And I'm just living my life There's nothing crazy about me Some people pay for thrills But I get mine for free Man, I'm just living my life There's nothing crazy about me Ooh, yeah, I'm man. in the floor now yeah, Back then, back then Back then I wake up every day is a daydream Everything in my life ain't what it seems I wake up just to go back to sleep I act real shallow but I'm in too deep And all I care about is sex and violence A heavy baseline is my kind of silence Everybody says that I gotta get a grip But I let sanity give me the slip Some people think I'm bonkers But I just think I'm free Man I'm just living my life There's nothing crazy about me Some people pay for thrills, but I get mine for free. Man, I'm just living my life. There's nothing crazy about me. Vote like save card for CSM. <laughs> <laughs> You whore. <laughs> Every day, baby. <laughs> Throwing my leg back and thinking of Battle Mix.